Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about The Twilight Zone Season 1, Episode 31. It is called The Chaser. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. So, this episode, as as we were joking last time when we, when we read what the next one was about, we basically read it and went, is this a Rohypnol story? Like, what what, what is this? <laughs> And that's not exactly the case. It's, you know, it's, a, it's a classic love potion kind of story. Uh, and we, we were discussing if, like, like, is this going to feel really dated or is the point of it going to be very much, no, this is something you shouldn't do because obvious reasons. And I think that is the message of the episode. Yeah, I think it's also about just uh, uh, smothering <laughs> in general. Like, you, sure. think, you think this is something that you want because... Uh, the emotion of of love can be so intense, but then it, when when you have it all the time, it's it's not something that you that you really want anymore. So yeah, I also the only... also a cautionary tale about really clingy relationships. Yeah, I think the only thing about it that feels dated to me is that I feel like when it aired originally, I think the main character was probably supposed to be more likable than I think he comes across now. I feel like mm. now I look at this character and I'm just like, you're a dirtbag, leave her alone. Like, it's the first half of the episode is him just, like, phoning her and harassing her and then going over to her house and barging his way in and begging for attention and I'm like... Yeah, but I don't think it's too far off from, like, a lot of sitcoms would depict anyway. Not, not too Even far. Time. Not too far, yeah. I suppose. But it, it just that was the one thing that kind of felt dated a little bit. Is that it's not so much the uh, the message of the episode is dated. It's just that I feel like like I I was kind of rooting against him. Um, and I, I suppose in a weird way, he kind of gets his comeuppance at the end, bizarrely. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, but her life is also still kind of ruined by the spell because now she's also locked into this for life so it's, it's, it's a weird I, like no one comes out a winner in this i'm kind of left at the end going yeah this has just ruined both of them forever um, so yeah the plot of the episode is that uh, this guy roger is uh wanting uh this this leela to fall in love with him because he's, he's madly in love with her um even though there's no impression that you ever get that she's ever really given him time of day but he's really into her and he gets this card from a man who's desperate to use the payphone and he goes to this address and he encounters a professor damon who, <laughs> who i think it's something a damon like a as in the middle initial <laughs> it's like super obvious yeah yeah uh so he he like sells potions and stuff and he's like ah you're here it's like he already knows what he wants even though roger doesn't know what this place is or why he's here mm -hmm. and ultimately he's like hey you've got this uh the, the glove uh cleaner like this this uh this item will cost you a thousand dollars is that what you're here for it's like no no but I, I do want uh leela to fall in love with me oh i love potion well that's a dollar and immediately as soon as he said that, i'm like i feel like the catch here is that he's going to want to come back and get something else it's going to be much more expensive um mm -hmm. and obviously it turns out to be the, the glove cleaner well, itself. i mean yeah the professor damon is telling him the whole time like you don't want this it's only a dollar because it's cheap and i can make a lot of it or whatever and everybody wants it but it's not really what you want so he's telling him like right away like this isn't gonna it's gonna work it's gonna do what it says it does but you don't want this <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know the, the the end of the uh the first half you know the ad break 
is mm-hmm. you know like the scene before is he he gets to the door he's like hey i brought a little bottle of champagne can i come in and just uh, and she doesn't want him in but he just keeps nagging her and eventually like, okay fine but it was only five minutes um although she does insist on putting on a dress for the occasion uh Mm-hmm. which i thought was that part might be a little bit dated as well yeah but yeah that was a little bizarre um i'm like you want, you're going to she kick goes full out for the date yeah you're going to kick him out in five minutes in fact not only that she, she gets handed the glass which he is you know roofied with the 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 potion mm-hmm. and she, she she downs it in like one quick go and goes like okay there you go we're all done <laughs> off you go like, was that worth putting the dress on for you could you could have done that in your slippers dress, she put jewelry on i, I think she was wearing gloves um she had like an overcoat that she had on with it too just even though they never left her apartment <laughs> i feel like that's that just felt like a lot of work it was a lot of work for not even stepping outside the front door well i mean she's a prize right apparently apparently so <laughs> um so and at first it doesn't seem like it's worked you know he she's like okay now you can go he's like what you don't feel different like, no go like, but then he's like oh can i even just have one last one last little kiss like no and then she kind of feels sorry for him and sort of pecks him and it's like, that's the best i can do now leave and then she, but it's when she's walking away she's like wait a minute something doesn't feel right um i thought that should have been better hold on let me do that again and she kisses him again it's like and it's a bit more passionate this time and she's like what's mm-hmm. happening What's happening? And he's like, "Cup your daddy, baby." And then that goes to the you know, she, she leaps into his arms, and the Twilight Zone logo comes off for the ad break. And I'm like, "Okay, the ad break's a good place for this one." So sometimes I critique the show for having like the ad break feel like mm-hmm. it's too late or too early. I think in this one, this is the neat ad break. Is the first half is about him using the this potion, it's about him finding the potion and using it. And in the second half, we yeah. jump ahead, and it's like, "Okay, here's the the other end of this. Here's here's where it went wrong." Um. If anything, I'm surprised that it went straight to the he's already miserable, because I thought it might do a little bit of happiness first, where he thinks he loves it. He's like, oh, this is great. Like, you know, this and that. And- yeah, but I mean, you, you see what she becomes after, and like, I get irritated watching her, and oh, like, yeah. oh, please just go away, just find a hobby or something within <laughs> like the first minute of her coming back from the ad break. Did I interrupt your book reading? No. Yeah. Did, did me asking if I interrupted your book reading interrupt reading your book, the book reading? And as soon as he puts the book down, you can see her face. She's just like looking up at him longingly <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> this is pretty good. I don't, you didn't ask me, but I, I really like this episode. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I forgot my format. I forgot my format. Tara, did you enjoy this episode of Twilight Zone? I really did. Yeah, I, I really thought I was going to hate the episode at first because i didn't like the opening scene with everybody in the line to the phone booth i just thought people the dialogue seemed like it was really trying too hard or the the one the one lady that was in line (laughs) seemed ridiculous and i thought oh man this is going to be a comedy and so far twilight zone hasn't really been all that successful with comedy yeah it's a weird scene actually because especially like when I was watching, I thought, okay, whatever's going on here. I was surprised that it, all, all it was was just to sell for the one guy to give him the card. Because we never come back yeah. to any of these characters. We don't see them again. Uh, no. I mean, yeah. the, one, the one part I kind of liked is when the guy who was like eager to get to the phone just started buying people off for their place in line. I thought that was yeah. slightly amusing. <laughs> He's like, a dollar for your place. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll take a dollar. A dollar for your place. And then the yeah, one the first, like, uh, how is the how is first place equal to third place? I want two dollars. Ah, yes, very. It's almost like he respects our our uh, entrepreneurship. He's like, yes, two dollars. There you go, smart smart girl. Right, let me in. Right, right. <laughs> I I thought that, yeah, I thought the scene was 
uh, a bit awkward and, and strange. And the comedy I kind of was a warning sign to me. So uh, to be honest, after that opening scene, I sort of let myself get distracted by other things. <laughs> and um, so I, I didn't really pay much attention. And then, but by the end of the episode, I couldn't believe how much fun that I had watching it. And I thought all the comedy actually really worked really well. So I went back and rewatched it. <laughs> That's when I caught things like the Professor A. Damon's name. And I actually really liked his scene a lot too. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, I um, I mean, I enjoyed it well enough. I don't think it's one of the standout episodes, but I think uh, the character sort of, especially in the second half, really getting his kind of comeuppance of like realizing mm-hmm. he's miserable and you know, her just yeah. not leaving him alone and just being there, like, oh, maybe we should do this, maybe we should do that, maybe we should do that. Oh, you got yeah, to work. Yeah, she was, she was great. Can I come with you? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got it. Cat here. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> Sometimes you got a cat here in the mouth, all right? <laughs> I know. I was just a weird yeah afterward. I was just happy I got it. It was bugging me for like a minute. All right. Oh, I thought you were cheering about the cat hair. No. No, 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 no. So I, I think um, I, you know, when he goes back and he doesn't even like, when he goes back to Damien, uh, Damien, Damien, to um, like, he's like, oh, I just want to see how things are. He's like, no, I know what you're here for. You're here for this. And he denies that he was, but of course, by the end of the scene, when he's going to pay the thousand dollars for it, he pulls out a check and like, he knows like, oh, already filled in, I see. <laughs> and takes it out of his hand. I'll so, keep the glove cleaner. Can I ask uh, a question? Did you get the impression that this glove cleaner was just going to kill her? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think they made it very clear, especially when I rewatched it and like the, the way that... Professor Damon was um, was advertising it. It was that it it takes care of everything. You know, erase it. It's colorless, tasteless, odorless, yeah. painless. <laughs> so, so if you look at this episode, right? I just want to point out how kind of dark the, the implications of this episode are. Oh, because, definitely. Because yeah. he takes this 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 uh, poison, essentially. That's what it is. That's called what it is. It's poison uh, yeah. to murder his. We find out they're married actually at one point uh, to to murder his wife, um, and so the, the ending is is that she reveals that she's pregnant, right? And he he spills the drink that he's put the poison in, and it's all gone. And Damon explained that if you don't use it the first time you try, it'll be harder to use and eventually you'll never be able to. And But here's the thing. He doesn't like make the choice to not kill her when he finds out she's pregnant. He drops it by accident and then it's like, oh, I'm stuck with this now. <laughs> he still wanted to kill her. He still wanted to kill his pregnant wife. I don't... I didn't get that impression. I got the impression that he was so shocked by it that he... By the news that he immediately dropped it. But I don't think I got the impression that he dropped it, that he was going to kill her before he knew about the baby. You don't think he was or going to kill her? Or after he knew about the baby, excuse me. Uh, I mean, this is debatable, but he's definitely intended to kill her up until that point. And he drops it by accident. Oh, yeah, yeah, before, yes. He doesn't... After, no, I didn't get that. I don't know. It was just I, the... I thought that he dropped it out of the out of the news, but like wouldn't attempt another try because now there's a baby. Yeah, but I think that and we would be that's what Damon meant, is that there'd be a reason not to, right? Like it's like it gets harder because and that, that's kind of how it manifested, is like, okay, now she's pregnant. Your child is yeah. in there. Um 
but it's actually quite a dark episode you think about all the yeah. things it's doing this woman is taken away from her life and she even remembers not liking him she, she references it's like remember the first time you brought me champagne and you were nervous because <laughs> you, you were thought awful yeah and you, <laughs> you thought i was never going to see you again because i hated your guts <laughs> <laughs> but she's saying this with like stars in her eyes and she can't like look away from him <laughs> oh, this, i know this episode really worked for me i like I like the the goofiness of it. I like the over the top um, characters, and I, I like the the Faustian message about it and cautionary tale. It was actually pretty good. Yes. Uh, did you enjoy the way it transitioned at the end over to Damon again, just sitting like on a balcony, and then he disappeared like in thin air? Like, yep, that's what he was there for, right? I feel like. I feel like there's a lot of characters in Twilight Zone that kind of fit that this same character's kind of mold, where they're the mm. either they represent death or they represent like a genie or they represent something, right? But this is the first yeah. time it's felt the need to do the the mystical like ah, I see he was actually something more than just a man and he disappears. Like we kind of got it. We got that. It was, yeah, I didn't think it was necessary, yeah. but yeah. Oh, did you uh, recognize the the guy who played the the demon? I think he was in Psycho. I'm going to click on his name and find out. I, I, I looked. I looked up all the actors because I always do. I think you're right. Just in case they're in Star Trek, and um, <laughs> every time, just in case they're in Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to forget. <laughs> yes, he was the sheriff in Psycho. You're right. I actually, know what? I recognize his face now. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a re- unique face. And in fact, hell, this came out the same year as Psycho. This episode. This was 1960. Oh, big deal. Yeah. It's a big year for him. Yeah. I know the their main guy, Roger, he ends up in Third Rock from the Sun. He plays Mary Albright's dad, which ah. I always remember because of the hot tub <laughs> scenes. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's funny is this actor, uh, the, Dam- the Damon guy, uh, his last movie is his second most... Because you know in IMDb it has like the, the known for, and it's like the four most known uh-huh. movies. The second thing he's most known for after Psycho is his very last movie, and it's Turner and Hooch. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't seen that since I was a kid. Yeah, me uh, neither. But yeah, he st- he stopped working the year I was born. That was his last his last uh mm. his last ride. He passed away in 1991. So he was 83. That's not not terrible age. I mean, he looked pretty old in the yeah. He's already yeah. pretty old in the 60s. Yeah, he's he's, he's yeah he's already like 60 <laughs> at this yeah. point. So yeah. No, he was good. He was good. He was probably the best actor in the episode, I would say. I would agree. I'd say that. Um, I think. Um, also, I've just lost my tab. I need that for later. Um, I think uh, the 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 main character, like I say, is kind of like oddly, like you're not really rooting for anyone in this movie. It's purely a comedy of like mm-hmm. despicable people. Um, yeah. And That's I guess. Okay. I guess maybe oh that's okay, but I guess maybe that's kind of the point is I I guess maybe they could have made her more despicable as well, so I wouldn't feel bad for her. <laughs> I mean, she's not the kind of person that I think is is truly uh, like easily likable. Mm-hmm. I thought she was really funny, but she also seemed kind of prude, and <laughs> and I'm not saying that because she was rejecting him. Obviously, he was um, too clingy and needy and. Uh, she didn't want anything to do with him. But she also didn't come across as somebody who was not capable on her own. Mm. 
you know? I, yeah. I, I didn't mind her. And I, I didn't think she was like a stand-up citizen either. So, <laughs> I mean, do you think, <laughs> do you think there's also just a bit of like a sort of a cynical message here about um, like, oh, you think you want romance, but then you're trapped mm-hmm. and then that's your life ruined and it's over. Um, mm-hmm. Very cynical. I, I wonder if the writer of this, which was not Sterling for the record, uh, I wonder if the writer... It doesn't sound like a Sterling episode yeah. now. I wonder if the writer just was at a really miserable like marriage or something, and like this is what was on his brain. He's like, "There's a lot of miserable marriages depicted in these this season one of Twilight." That's, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, and yeah, it's it's funny because I feel like in a lot of them, usually one of them is the villainous one. There's always one that you think, "Oh, they're the mm-hmm. they're the dick or the bitch in this relationship," depending on who mm-hmm. who's who. But uh, you know, because in, in the, the the gambling one, it was you know like. The husband's the asshole, but in um, I can't remember. the uh, time enough at last, the wife was like this awful person who wouldn't let him read a book for some reason. Yeah. Like, yeah, one of them's always the villain. It's it's interesting. Yeah, that's true. Or, or like sometimes they get very real about it. Like the the actor who's trying to escape his life. Mm. One was was more of a realistic view where, you know. It, his wife is like they're clearly separated or in the process of divorcing and are trying to like can't stand to be around each other but they still are have have the need to be around each other because of the the life events so that was more nuanced you know, they yeah. can't avoid each other because of their situation or, or things like that you know like it's or even the um the 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 one on the train about the suicide like he had a miserable life at home also mm. yeah oh yeah his wife was awful in that episode <laughs> yeah awful um so yeah i mean i think that maybe this is the this is the weird thing is this this is that was the last episode and this one by its contrast is a really sort of silly funny episode i guess it's mm-hmm. to try and chew us up after <laughs> after the miserable ending. that was dark yeah, yeah. so yeah I, I really did enjoy this one and uh uh, it was a, it is a nice palate cleanser from the last one <laughs> yeah um no i i i mostly agree i i i had a decent bit of fun with it it's, it's fun to watch them kind of play off each other um mm-hmm. but at the same time i don't think it's like one of the standout episodes like i think your know, last episode did like something monumental that felt like it was really poking at something i feel like it was really trying yeah. to say something whereas this is like yeah i mean like i see there's like a cynical like don't get married kids this is this is hell yeah. There's like there's that hidden in there somewhere, like but someone a cynical cautionary tale about be careful what you wish for and all yeah. that. There's someone miserable behind the writer's room of this one and just <laughs> seething. He hates his kids. He's like, oh, I hate all these kids. I've got four of them. All they do is take my money. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, at the end, of course, uh, Serling always comes out and tells us about the next one. He's in. A, he was on a set again. Um, mm-hmm. And we're getting fancy. Yeah, we're getting a trumpet, right? <laughs> He's talking about a street musician. Uh, it's the, yeah. episode, the episode's yeah. called A Passage for Trumpet. Um, and the description on IMDb reads as follows. As, as, I don't know what this word is. A sui, suicidale? Sui, suicidale? What's, what, what the hell is that? I don't know. I am going to I am going to Google this word because I have zero idea what it is and how to say it. Because I thought it was going to be like, uh, is, is it suicide really? Because the start of it is very similar in a suicidal fashion. Yeah. Oh. Okay. How All about right. that? 
Okay, a suicidale, despondent trumpet player, finds himself in a bizarre world where he seems to be the only moving being, except for one helpful other musician. We've had a People Are Frozen episode before. This is interesting. Mm. Yeah, but that one was... Although even the characters speculated maybe we're going really, really fast and everyone else's looks mm. slow to us. It wasn't actually the case. They were just, like tombstones yeah if i was to guess in advance for this one i'd say it's like uh it's representing the fact that he feels alone mm. yeah except that one other person who tries to help him maybe so um is this going to be the uh the real counterpoint to last the last episode where it's someone who is suicidal but is saved who is convinced to to live again i don't know mm. This is the It's a Wonderful Life episode. Yeah, maybe. Maybe maybe I'm being too hopeful. Maybe, maybe that is far too naive on my part and this is going to be miserable and just... I don't know. We sure do get a, a balance of like hopeful and and dreaded messages <laughs> in yeah. this first season so far. Yeah. yeah the, the, than I remember. The Chaser particularly is a miserable message. It just happens to be wrapped in a fairly light-hearted, amusing story. Yeah. Uh, so it's the trick it's like nah nah see see oh it's all it's a silly little story it's funny right it's funny no misery misery in your face <laughs> we yeah go. well looking forward to it yeah so that's next that's a passion for trumpet but this has been the chaser so you can let us know what you thought of this episode in the comments below you can like and you can subscribe you can ding the bell on youtube to make sure you get the notifications uh you can of course support us by rating the podcast on the podcast app that you use five stars all that kind of thing helps us out spreads us out a bit more through recommendations and things like that but you can of course support us financially tara that is your cue <laughs> yeah if you like what we do um you could support for just as a little as a dollar per month and you get bonus content from other shows that we do uh, yeah check it out <laughs> i'll let you off i know it's been a long day i, I <laughs> i'll let you off for the 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 shorter uh, abridged version uh, but yeah uh, check out all the content we have as well uh, me and connor working our way through star trek the next generation uh, we're on season two right now so go check out those. Uh, you can check out various uh, movie shows. We have a sci-fi movie podcast that me and Tara do called The Atomic Cinema Experiment. And we, Super fun. Yeah, we, we at the time of recording this, uh, although by the time this goes up, we'll probably be close to all five Terminator movies so far being reviewed. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dark with phase. The, with the new one probably about to hit as well by the time this goes out. So, um, mm. yeah, so fun stuff. Uh, but that has been us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. And Twilight Zone.